Hi, my name is Dr. Mark Alandari, and I'm an infectious diseases specialist in New Orleans. Hi, my name is Hope Hickerson, and I'm a health education specialist and reporter. This is the Noise Filter Podcast, where an infectious diseases physician... That's me, and a health education expert... That's me. Talk about what you need to know to keep yourself and your loved ones healthy. For more information about Noise Filter, your public health podcast, and to watch and share our incredible informative animations, please visit us at noisefiltershow.com. And if you like what you hear, don't forget to leave a review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to us. So let's get started. A new study reveals that COVID vaccines can delay menstrual cycles. Many women around the world reported changes in their menstrual cycle after receiving the COVID-19 vaccination. Although this was not listed as a side effect of the vaccine at the time, women speaking amongst themselves and eventually in social media groups focused on this topic were reporting changes. Now, new research published in the British Medical Journal shows that many of these reports were, in fact, valid. The study reviewed the menstrual cycles of roughly 20,000 participants from around the world from data obtained from a period tracking app called Natural Cycles. The researchers compared menstrual cycle data from vaccinated and unvaccinated people, as well as both before and after vaccinations. For the vaccinated individuals, the researchers analyzed three menstrual cycles before vaccination, as well as menstrual cycles after vaccination, and then compared this data to four menstrual cycles in the unvaccinated group. The data revealed that on average, vaccinated people got their periods roughly one day late after their first dose of the vaccine. However, after a second dose of the vaccine, the data showed that 13% experienced a delay of eight days from going on the cycle. On average, there was an increase of four days in cycle length. Eight days? Dr. Derry, that is a lifetime in period world. Eight days? I, I understand. Wow. <laughs> that is... <laughs> Four. Although I am not a citizen of period world, but I do, <laughs> I do understand period world and you're very well aware that eight days is a long time in period world. Yes, it is. <laughs> For a woman, this can be incredibly stressful. That is an understatement. My goodness. A late period could mean many things. Usually the first thing that comes to many women's minds is pregnancy. For women in their reproductive years, an unwanted pregnancy is an incredibly stressful possibility, especially given the current state of reproductive rights in the United States or lack of reproductive rights in the United States, we should say. Thus, many women expressed their frustration that doctors and public health personnel did not advertise this potential side effect. Exactly. There was even a time when women who posted on social media about changes in their menstrual cycles and the possible links to COVID vaccination were finding their posts banned or labeled as potential misinformation. Wow. Heightening their frustration in the sense that their voices were being silenced. Yeah, real quick, you know, let me kind of respond to that really quickly and just say that when they were, you know, here they were looking at 22,000 women, right? Mm -hmm. and, and they were specifically looking at menstrual cycles. When the studies were being done, they were looking at whether or not the vaccine can save lives. Yeah. But maybe there was a box that said, you know, for people who menstruate, uh, is there a change in your menstrual cycle? Maybe there was, maybe there wasn't. Mm -hmm. Again, you know, the pandemic was was raging and killing people. And so I think that there was an initial effort to make sure the vaccine was safe, right? Yeah. 
again, not to downplay menstrual cycles, of course not, uh, you know, but I think that this is information that as we have more and more people who are being vaccinated, these are the sorts of things then that, that, that folks start to look at. Does that make sense? I mean, like they they initially needed to make sure the vaccine was safe and effective. After that, you know, then we start looking to see other elements. Earlier, we read a story about trace elements of of mRNA found in breast milk. Well, you can only do that after large groups of people have already been vaccinated and you already know its safety. And the same thing with this uh, as well. So while I don't think people were particularly hiding any information, it was more that that information wasn't known. And as, as people who menstruate were starting to become aware of it and as they were vocalizing it now of course them being shut down should never be a thing labeling it as misinformation was at a time when people did not know that but you know obviously we we know this now and that's largely thanks to this study right because physicians and other healthcare officials are now able to warn people of these of this potential side effect and will hopefully limit any unwanted stress due to late menstrual cycles Unfortunately, researchers still do not know exactly why the COVID vaccine is having these effects on menstrual cycles, but recent studies have confirmed that there is no impact on fertility. And that's an incredibly important uh, notion there. The study also did not address how the COVID vaccine might affect trans men and non-binary individuals. Thus, more research is needed to generate a complete and comprehensive understanding of how the COVID vaccine affects all individuals who have menstrual cycles. Right. Right. See, that's the thing. You know, we all we knew that the science revolving around the vaccine, coronavirus in general and everything was evolving. Like we didn't know we didn't know what we didn't know. Right. Until we knew. But that's where health effective health communication comes into play. So to answer these questions to people to to get in front of it and to address it and not just, oh, well, don't worry about that. Like, just just be quiet. Don't worry about that. We're trying to save lives. It's like. Yes, that is. Please do that. But but let's have those who are in charge of health communication, getting the word out to people. That's where they needed to step up and let people know that, yes, we hear you. And and, and as we get more inf- information, you will know. And that, that's what frustrates me as a health educator, as a health communicator. That's what frustrates me because people were left like, huh, what? Right. I don't know. You know, yeah. and I think I, we could have done such a better job. Yeah, I think that unfortunately, and again, I hate to say this, but I think that 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 ship has has sailed. Uh, (laughs) It's like, you know, like an earlier story about asking, you know, public health officials to to be ready for long COVID and and the issues there and how... You know, like, we're just not going to get effective health communication. And this is why we're doing this podcast. Mm-hmm. Because there's been a failure on all levels yes. with respect to how to get the best information out there. Just this week, a report was released that, that showed that the CDC was indeed compromised uh, during the previous administration. They were being delayed. Uh, I know, shocker, right? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and that the CDC actually changed some data on their reporting so that it fit the uh, the messaging of the administration, uh, the previous administration. And so we know that that health communications, especially in our divided world now, I can assure you by almost 100% that the people who listen to this podcast or as a radio program are probably more or less people who agree with you and I and our conclusions. Mm-hmm. Uh, and for those who don't will not be listening to this. And, and it's not only that, 
There's also a lot of folks that just don't respond to science anymore. It's almost like we live in a post-truth world where no matter what you tell, no matter, you know, up is down, uh, black is white, uh, the sky is, is not blue. I mean, it's just, it's these things where if we can't even agree to common truths and common facts, right. uh, it, it, you know, uh, you know me, I'm an atheist, but I am well, well aware of the story that the Bible tells, a, a parable about the Tower of Babel, where everybody starts speaking different languages and then it descends into chaos. And I think it's an excellent, excellent story to think about with respect to the fact that if we can't even agree on the same facts, we're going to start speaking different languages. And if we all start speaking different languages, I don't see a positive outcome with that. So the urgency of, of public health communication or health communication is, is now. It, we are, that urgency is now. Thanks for listening to Noise Filter, your public health podcast. Be sure to subscribe to the Noise Filter podcast. Follow us on social media and leave us a review letting us know your favorite part of the show. You can find me, Hope Hickerson, at HopeHickerson.com. And you can find me at Dr. Mark Allen Derry or at The Dr. Derry. That's D-R-D-E-R-Y. To see and share our amazing animations and find out more information about us, the show, as well as links to our social media, go to noisefiltershow.com. We are grateful to our sponsors, including Access Health Louisiana and the End the Epidemic Initiative, who are working to bring equitable health outcomes to everyone they serve. Hope, any last words? Stay well out there, folks, and continue taking steps to keep yourself and your loved ones healthy. That includes exercise, a good diet, getting adequate sleep, and seeing your healthcare providers regularly. And protect yourself and others by getting the COVID-19 vaccine and booster, wearing a mask, and social distancing wherever possible. Remember, health is a human right.